0: Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Isios. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. Got a really special guest here from down under in Australia, if you don't know where that is. She's an online entrepreneur business coach public speaker and a master self-image specialist she's also a clinical psychotherapist so she's full of knowledge and full of experience so i'm super excited to bring her on to share her story so natalie west welcome to the show
1: hey lance thank you so much awesome intro thank you
0: <laughs> wow wow you know you you got a big uh, you got a big resume there so we gotta we gotta yeah lots it. of years <laughs> so fill in the gaps for me let's uh let's talk give us a bit of your background where you came from you know what uh what you've gone through to get here
1: yeah well um i i guess you know where we always end up presently is always we, we come with a story and you know for many many years I tried to hide that story just purely because I guess, you know, we're so programmed at quite a young age to be concerned about what other people think or, um, you know, what what our you know, upbringing was and things like that. So, you know, my life looks like a fairy tale now to me, to be honest, compared to where I came from. And really it's just been um, embracing where I came from and, and, and really looking at, you know, um, the people around me when I was younger as well so I'll just I'll take it back a little bit I was really um born in a really small country town in New South Wales so um you know my my father passed away when I was six months old so um you know for my mother who was only 21 at the time that was a massive you know shift for her she had a you know six month old child and you know my dad had passed away from a workplace accident and you know she you know obviously dealing with grief and all of that kind of thing she went into a bit of a um stage of you know grief and depression and things like that but at that age I obviously I I wasn't aware um, of that. Um, It wasn't until I was about nine that my mum actually remarried and you know I had a stepfather and just actually a little side note on that story there um, Lance is I'm quite lucky and I'll explain that'll kind of come out a little bit later but in my family two sisters married two brothers. So my dad brother married my mum's sister so when my dad passed away I was very lucky I had both sides of my family that I could actually learn about my dad from which I'm super super grateful for so it's such a I always value that because otherwise I wouldn't have known who he was as a man so I'm super grateful for that. It's a good choice, Dad. Um, <laughs> and and um, it, yeah, it wasn't until I was nine and, and my mum remarried and then you know my life went in a very very different um, path. Like he, you know, he was a, a nice man, but just wasn't a very maternal man. Um, you know, unfortunately for my mum, then she went through alcoholism. So you know, I'm I'm a daughter of, of an alcoholic and um, dealing with depression and and psychotic episodes and you know in and out of hospitals and I was kind of you know. I don't like to was so dumped, but as a child, that's that's what you perceive as being dumped here and there, and you know, one family, you know, cousins, aunties in and out, grandma. So I I became um, even um, by nine very very grown up and and very tough. <laughs> so um, I I had a very tough uh, outer shell uh, which no one could really penetrate at all. I was very you know, uh, quiet. I, I didn't really laugh a lot. I didn't even really know what happiness was, to be honest, because as a child and, you know, obviously now being in, in the work that I do, I kind of look back and that was just my environment and that's what I learned from and that's who I became as a part of my identity. Um, and then that I kind of escalated then with my, my mum and my stepdad into abuse, so, you know, I saw that. Um, but it was actually quite poignant. I remember... I think it was about nine or ten. I remember sitting back and really kind of looking at everything that was going on around me, and I knew in that minute I was just like, something's something's not right here. I actually felt like I was adopted. I always used to say to my mum, "Sure, I'm not adopted because something just doesn't feel right," you know. I always had this inkling that I was different, but I didn't know why I was different, and I just didn't feel like I fitted in to the normal boxes if that makes sense. So for me, I always, I, I became really off the rails. It cried, you know, by, by about 13, I was just bad attitude, didn't didn't really want to, you know, talk to anybody and I got in with the wrong people. And, and, and then by the time I was 18, I was just like, you know what, I'm out. So I literally just left home, found a job um, because 20 years of, of my upbringing, you know, my mum was, very sad every day in and out. So I actually didn't even know how to um, be happy. Even trying to laugh was actually quite difficult for me because I was in such a heavy, dark environment um, that it was hard. And, you know, people would, my nickname was Stoneface to give you an idea. (laughs) So, you know, in coming into that environment and, and leaving home and, And just getting away from that was the best thing that I could do. Like it was literally the hardest thing I could do, but the best thing I could do.
0: Right. So how old were you when you, when you left and you started to make that change? Like what, you know, and then what happened after that? What, um, after you got out, moved away, you know, what happened? What, what kind of changes
1: well, I was so it was about 16 that, that I finished grade 12. So in in here, Australia, we, we, we got a year 12, and um, I did that. But I just kind of looked around my circle of friends and what was going on with my mom, and I'm just like, I just if I stay here, this is what this is what my life's going to be like. I, I just had something behind me or inside me that just said you must must leave. Um, and literally, I started looking in um, the papers for jobs, and I just found this job, and I went in for the interview, and it was commission only. Literally, it was knocking on doors. Selling um, like these certificates for like restaurants and things. So if I didn't sell, I didn't get paid. So that was a massive motivator for me, um, and that was where my love of psychology kind of stuck in because I was like, why do people say no and why do people say yes, and why am I doing really well one day and why am I not? Um, so, but for me too, it's just like, well, if I don't if I don't sell something, I don't eat. And there was many days like that. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so you learned I'm- you learned the hustle early. Big time. So it's, it's eighteen, yeah. Wow. So that's tough because at that age we're so. Um, but the fact that you had that kind of tough shell would have probably helped you. But normally the average person at that age is so. You grew up in such a you know sheltered family, and then having that kind of rejection with saying people saying no because I mean, it's the majority of people say no in sales. Right? They
1: do, yeah, absolutely,
0: and all the time. A lot of that that's hard on people's self-confidence when it happens the first time, but if you can get through that and learn, wow. So you did that at an early age. So then you, yeah. at, you kind of get a taste cause you start to see yourself do well. And then,
1: well, I guess also to my environment from, from, you know, we were very, and I don't like to use the word poor because poor is a condition, but we were very, very poor. Um, I grew up in, I think, you know, in Canada and in America, they call them trailer parks. So I grew up in a caravan. That, that was my background, you know. So for me, just looking even around that background, that, that provides a really tough environment because those, those parks are pretty tough. <laughs> so um, I, I literally then decided, well, okay, so I know I've got a job. So I ended up moving interstate with a whole bunch of people that I didn't know. Never met them before. Um, They were all working within the same, you know, work. And then we decided that we'd move to Melbourne to actually open an office. So I just started here, and I literally would. I had I had about $180 to my name, um, and I we were sleeping on floors in people's places because we didn't have anywhere to stay until we, you know, got ourselves settled. Um, But literally, was up every morning, you know, at six o'clock, get to the train, get out to a territory, start knocking on doors, um, and and getting paid. And that's what I did. Like for probably five, about five years.
0: <laughs> so what, what were you selling? What, what, what did you start? So, ad-
1: advertising. So basically it was like little certificates where you would pay $20 and then they, that person would then take that certificate to the restaurant and get one meal for free pay for one, one meal, that kind of thing. Got it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I made five bucks per sale.
0: <laughs> wow. You got your little hustler starting out. <laughs> <up.
1: laughs> yeah. Really That's young. Yeah. So, yeah okay the dogs, just gotta you, jump the fence
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so you got a little taste of that you're yeah growing up you know you you started to get a feel for sales you were in a tough environment you've made the transition from there where did you what made you kind of we'll go we can touch on that later i'm really curious about the psychotherapy how we got there but yeah. in between, you know where did you go next
1: Well, then I ended up getting a real job, (laughs) so I kind of went. Well, I think I'm just going to get a. Well, yeah, let's put inverted commas is real. Um, You know, and I thought I'd like that, but once again, I was just like, no, I feel really constricted, and this is. I don't want to be in a box and I don't like being told what to do. That was my biggest thing because I've been told so many times as a kid where to go, what to do, and I'm just like, don't tell me what to do. Um, and you know what? If I fail, I fail but I'll learn. And I, I, I grew up very quickly and I learned a lot the hard way. Um, however, what had happened was I knew that I was still pushing down my past and I was trying not to look at that and not and I didn't really know lads who I was. I had no idea what kind of girl I was at that time or my identity. So I then got involved with another different type of crowd of people. So, you know, my mum being an alcoholic, I never kind of really went down that path with alcohol. I drank, and, you know, as a young kid, you go out and drink and get drunk and get silly. But then I, I found drugs. So um, that was another way of kind of numbing my uh, pain of, of dealing with, what I hadn't dealt with but the other thing that's really important was I felt like I was a part of a family now looking back it wasn't because but when people are in that environment they are taking drugs everyone has a very similar story to be honest so they're either on their own or they've you know left home and they have this collective feeling of community but it, it, it wasn't but that's just kind of what I needed to kind of start my healing process and I have always had a spiritual side to me as well. And that's when it kind of really started to, I guess I had two parts of me talking to me, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you can't keep going down this path. And the big thing for me is I ended up in hospital. That was my big wake up call. So Mm. one, one very long weekend that started on a Thursday and didn't end until Monday. So that, that, that landed me in hospital. Those things can
0: be, (laughs) those things can be common in Australia. Well, everywhere, but. It's, um, it's, it's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of the partying, right? I mean, there is in yeah. the and Canada too, but. Um, yeah.
1: So I was doing that on the, every, every weekend, rocking up to work and literally just driving myself so I wouldn't have to feel anything. And, but yeah, then I had a big wake up call, bang, in hospital.
0: <laughs> wow. So you kind of decided what well, it's time to make a change and then you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then I found fitness. So I was also, you know, in and out, which I didn't know back then either. I was in and out of depression because I didn't really understand what it was because I I was so adamant that I didn't want to end up like my mum. And, and, you know, she has her own person. She's got her own things that she must go through. But I was so adamant and probably in a very, I guess, too too heavier way pushing against it instead of just kind of understand it. I was just like, I'm never going to be like that. Uh, But unfortunately, I... I got myself into my own spiral Um, and then I literally found fitness so I that's when I just started to really get into the gym uh, because I know how healthy that is for your mind and literally within a couple of months I was out of doing the drugs and I was different associated with different people and my mind was clearer my body was healthier and I literally then started going okay so what am I going to do with my life? Where am I going? Um, I'd always had a fascination with the mind and I, it's because of my mum and I, was, I will thank her for that because of all the things that she went through in and out of hospitals. I was just like, something's something's underlying here. I have to know the answers. So then got a job, went back to school um, and just started. So I started as a clinical hypnotherapist um, and being in sales. So I did a corporate jobs for 20 years. So, you know, in and out of corporate land, sales, sales marketing, but it was always that underlying, um, I guess, um, a process of thought and thinking and why people do what they do. And I'd look around people and one one place I would go to, all the people would seem in alignment. And then the other place that I'd leave and go to, everyone was like living on different planets. So I'd be like, what are these humans? Who are they? What are they doing? Um, so that's how I started. I just went, you know what? I'm going to bite the bullet and um study and, and go back to school and um that that's where it all started really
0: human humans are fascinating creatures aren't they like i love humans it's just like <laughs> it's crazy because we, so many people just go through life just not not understanding the potential and what yeah. is what, what our brains are capable of and i don't even think we've even scratched the surface of how to even tap into like a chunk of it and you know, it's, it's, it's amazing nowadays to see, you know, people are waking up things yeah. or people are, people are coming out of their slow, their, their trance, their sleep slowly, yeah. but it's so great to talk to people that have been able to kind of expand on those, those feelings that you get in your gut. That's, you know, that it's so important to be able to, you know, work on that and, and to work towards that.
1: Yeah, and and I think the biggest thing now for me, you know, fast forward in my life now at where I am, and you know, I'm, I have run multiple businesses, and I have a coaching business, and I work with the most amazing people. And you know, my my background, I used to hide, I used to never talk about it, but you know what? That that's made me who I am today, and and I'm proud of it um, because I think. We try to hide, I guess, um, to, to be something for someone uh, and that pushes down all of our own feelings and emotions and you just can't live like that. Like I you know, <laughs> I tried to do that for years and it doesn't work. It eventually comes out and bites you on the bum. So you've really kind of got to go, well, all these experiences I can hold on to and make them a part of my future or I can just process and understand that I didn't have control of them so a lot of the things that happened to me, I was very angry about, but I had no control of. So right now, I actually, even when I do speaking events and people want to hear my story, I kind of tell it from a very different way. So it doesn't make me emotional anymore. I can just kind of disconnect from it. And it really is a very, very small part of who I am right now. But it's not going to define me, which I think a lot of people get stuck with their stories defining them and that's who they are and I'm here to tell you it's not you can redesign yourself every minute every day but you have to understand that if you want to hold on to it you can
0: yeah no absolutely so how how much do you think you know doing the psychotherapy hypnotherapy has to do with business you know how can that help people in business maybe elaborate on that a little bit
1: well, it's, it's huge because um, being a self-image specialist, so, you know, 99% of the population walk around in an autopilot default mode of self-conflict and a poor conflicted self-image. So as a, as a clinical therapist, if you look at the ages between zero to seven, that's where our self-image is built. So, you know, in my own experience, my self-image was built by my mom. And that's how I went all through those, all these, those experiences. But now I'm in control of my self-image. So when I'm working with people, especially in the online space and in the entrepreneurial world, um, self-image is the biggest thing that you've got to put out there. It's, it's, it's a part of who you are. It's your brand. And it and understanding how your mind works. So, you know, you can go to a normal business coach, but a business coach is not going to show you how your mind works and why you're doing what you're doing and why your behaviours are coming back and up and all the t- you know over and over and over. So for me, it's just allowing people or giving people the power to understand this is how your mind works. It's not trying to harm you. It's just trying to protect you from all the programming that you were given as a child because that's all it knows what to do. So for me... I can allow my mind to project in front of me all the events and things that happened to me in my past, which will just keep bringing me into my future. So it'll always get blurred and I'll never get to where I want to be. However, when I'm working with people, I understand how my mind works. They understand how their mind works and you actually recreate your future and you bring it forward to you, not your past in front of you.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. It's, um, it's, it, just the framing of it and understanding how the mind works is just such a big thing, and I've I've noticed it in my life too. Just the whole um, positioning you put yourself and how you think about yourself and the conversations you're having
1: and all those kind of things. So yeah, and the thing that the, the biggest thing too, Lance, is just we're so concerned about what other people think, and you know I always say to the people that I work with, like ultimately at the end of the day, when you're 75. And you could have made your life amazing and had a great lifestyle. Are you going to allow one or five people to stop you doing that?
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, Exactly. And you know what it is? Is It's usually, those, it's literally like f- five people in your life that you're afraid <laughs> of, whether it's, you know, you're online to post content or to do something. You're like, oh, weird. I wonder what they're going to think. And really half the time you don't even talk to them much, or you don't even, you have this, this made up feeling of that. Somebody's going to reject you. And, and really it doesn't matter. And sometimes those people end up supporting you when you think they're not yeah, going to support you,
1: which is, which is crazy. Yeah. So, we get ourselves into a bit of a tease sometimes.
0: <laughs> we're, so talk to me now about, so, okay, you're doing that. You're a business woman. You're killing it now. You've had some new adventures. Tell me about where you're at now and, you know, your direction and how it's, you know, shaping out for you.
1: Yeah, so you know, I, I'm I'm always working in different lanes, but they always make sense. So you know, me being a holistic therapist, so it's not just clinical. It's also you know what you feed yourself, what you drink. Um, you know, I've, I've been training now for over 25 years in in the gym, and it just keeps me sane. And it's one of the best things I always say to my client to get that butt into into the gym and move that body because that's going to make you. Even better in your business and in your life. Um, it's it's a non-negotiable, really. Um, so really, it's just speaking events, uh, working as an entrepreneur on my online business, um, and really building that. Working with you know just amazing people around the globe, teaching and training them how to make money online, uh, which everything's online now, as you know, Lance. So um, you know, and living on one wage nowadays is just it just doesn't cut it. And I think there's enough information out there to, for people to understand that you know you could choose to, but your life will be what it will be based on that. So if you want to kind of live a bigger life and, and help other people and, you know, that, that that's my that's my ultimate goal really, um, you know, people can kind of, you know, I, I guess they look at me from the point of, well, if I'm showing you how to create your lifestyle, I've got to make sure that, you know, I've done that myself and, and I'm not, you know, carrying any of my baggage with me um, at all. So you just you just can't do that.
0: Absolutely. And I just want to touch on what you were saying about, about being online and nowadays with the amount of knowledge that is there, the amount of resources and the last 20 years, the projection of what's happened. If you're not, if you're not at least learning what's online, you're not at least teaching yourself, you're leaving money, you're leaving a lot on the table. It's
1: absolutely,
0: it's, it's, um, you know, that's not even from like a selling point of view. That's anybody listening. Like you, you have to understand what is out there. And I don't even think any of us can grasp what's going to happen in the next 20 years. So, you know, especially if you're going through trouble right now and you hear this, or you're going through some adversity or struggle and you're thinking, I need a new path. Mm-hmm. Think about, think about the options. There's so many resources out there. And this is why I want to do shows like this is to really, you know, help wake people up a little bit and to show them that, you know, this isn't just a flash in the pan. People are, people are really using this as tools. So it's, it's definitely something that, um, is worth taking a look at if you're, you know, thinking about expanding yourself. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's literally, I guess, in the last I've been online now for about eighteen months, and literally, it's you know, for, not, not just from a financial point either, Lance. It's just just growth emotionally and learning and and surrounding yourself with people that are just amazing mentors and very 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 successful. And this is the one thing that I really want people to understand is if you want to be in a certain position in your life, you know, and I will actually mention this because I always talk to people about what do you want to do in the next thirty years, and And they're like, oh, I don't really know. I haven't even thought about tomorrow. And I'm like, well, okay. So most people will put effort into going to an event, organising a holiday once a year, losing weight. You know, they'll they'll put all their effort and everything into one external event that just comes and goes. But they can find the effort and and the time to do that. But I'm always going, you know, think outside the box. How about you put that effort into a daily method of operation that will actually get you an amazing lifestyle where you can actually step out into the world and actually tell your story. So this is the other thing too. For anyone that is listening that does not think that they are, well, no one's here by accident, but every single person on this planet has a job to do. They have a story to tell. There is just someone waiting for that, for you then to change someone's life. So that's what we're here for. We're, we're here for the planet. We're here for other people. So for me, if there were, if money was not existent, I would still do exactly what I'm doing right now for free. Day in, day out.
0: Yeah, I can't agree with you more. You nailed it. And that's just exactly it. It's the human experience. It's, it's helping people, being a service to humans at whatever level you can, because that's what brings fulfillment, right? I mean what's making money all that's great of course that comes with all of it but if you're not fulfilling if you're not helping people you're not doing some sort of service then how how are you ever going to be satisfied right you're always going to be trying to fill your, these exter- with external validations trying to fill a void that will never be yeah. will never be filled until you have that like that real purpose that real service and oh. Yeah, so go yeah I was going to
1: say the other thing too that's really important for people to understand in, in, in that kind of really pre-cognitive commitment of zero to seven is all your beliefs and your values that are unconsciously given to you, they're actually not yours. They're actually all the people that are in authority to you. So just be really mindful when you go out, and especially in our online space with people we work with, you know, they have beliefs and values that come up. Well, one, that they don't think that they can do it, but also, two, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is like, oh, you know, money doesn't make you happy. I'm like, well, hold on, where did you hear that? Is that actually yours or is that your mum and dad's? So because ultimately at the end of the day we all know as humans, yes, you know what, I have have been broke, I have had a lot of money, and I'm telling you what, the consistent pattern between that is not me being broke and me being, you know, wealthy. It's my happiness that's got to imbalance that. So I always say to people, just be really mindful that you're just not throwing out statements that you just have heard and think, oh, well, hold on. Well, I don't want to earn 100K a month, but because money doesn't make you happy. Mm, hold on, just stop for a sec. <laughs> Are we just keeping ourselves comfortable in that box because that hundred k sounds too out of the box for you? But tell you what, if you look at it on the other side of how many people that has helped, that's a very different way of looking at it.
0: Yeah, totally. It's positioning and it's how you how you're raised as well. Like I grew up in a family that my my dad worked really hard, my mom worked hard, raised us. But like I was always. My dad made it seem that like the rich people were like, Oh, they're rich. You know, they're, they like, like it's like money's (laughs) battle. Oh, I don't. And and you got to work so hard to make this money. If you're not like slaving away, you know, doing some job you hate, then it's not success or something. And, but that's not, my dad wanted me to go to university and all that kind of stuff. But like that, that someone having money, it's almost like it was like a, it was like a taboo thing, like Mm -hmm. oh, money. And, and, and it's kind of like a, a negative energy, and like we said, like you can't have that bad relationship with money, wealth. Having that good relationship, it's money is good. You need it to be able to do things. Right?
1: Absolutely, you can't help people in the world if you don't have money.
0: If you have a bro- if you have a broke mindset, and that's the thing, and that's what I really noticed. And you know, us working in the same sort of community, understanding that having the relationship with money. And being talking positively about money is a good yeah, thing, but it is. it's, but being bro, talking about it as in like money's the issue. Money is just tender. Money's just paper.
1: It's, it's the, just value it, exchange. That's yeah. all it is. And you know, I'm always a big advocate of, you know, money doesn't make you wealthy. It's your wealth consciousness that makes you wealthy. Yeah. So I, your wealth consciousness is about, so it's about people, <laughs> it's about yeah. helping people so you know and, and and communities have wealth consciousness so even if you look at somewhere I'll, I'll use this as an analogy and it's really awesome so a lot of people might not know but in Dubai they have a massive wealth consciousness so each state has their particular sultan or person that looks after their state. So, you know, they, they are they, their people are handed out money. So when they get married, they get $200,000 for a house and then each child they get 150000 US. So up to the sixth child they get $200,000 US dollars given to them. So, you know, that, that and that state is one of the most safest states in the world. They don't have a drug problem. They don't have a terror problem. They don't have, um, you know, the crime. That everyone else does. So if you kind of look at it from a state of if a country is wealth consciousness that actually looks after their people, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. You create more wealth. You create more consciousness. So instead of money being used as a tool of greed, anger, resentment, and as you were just saying, if you if you've been taught that money is evil, and we've all heard those words that's actually not the issue. It's, it's your value worth of yourself. So when I talk to people about this, you know, your external monetary value is a direct reflection of your internal worth.
0: Right. So I want to just touch back. Okay. So after, you know, you had the tough, you you grew up tough and then you got into, you know, door to door sales. Yeah. You know, when did you realize that, okay, when did things shift as far as your money consciousness? And what did you do? Was it recently or was it, did you start to understand value and how did that change in your life? And maybe how can somebody listening that's never heard of this before, what we've talked about maybe sounds like, you know, woo woo to them. How can they use that and in practical terms and apply it into their life?
1: Yeah, well, if I go back to my corporate world, you know, I, I would always get to a ceiling. So I was always driven by commission. So, you know, I always, you know, if I put the work in, I want to get paid, you know, and, and I would never take a job that didn't have that. So I would never work just for 40000 a year. It had to have the commission on top of it. So if I work really hard and work my ass off, <laughs> I get paid for it, thank you very much. Um, so in that, I was just like I'd always hit a ceiling. And I'd be like, why am I hitting these ceilings all the time? And I didn't actually understand that it was my own self-worth that was getting in the way. So the more money that I earned, I would actually literally unconsciously stop myself because I had these underlying beliefs that money, too much money is bad. But it, obviously I didn't realise that until later and I went through my, my psychotherapy training. But that's kind of where... The recognition started, but for myself, the big, big catalyst for me, I I was married for 11 years and uh, I I ended that marriage and um, I went through probably the first 12 months of a very, very difficult situation. So I went through what we call here in Australia, and I think it may be the same in in other countries called financial abuse. So I actually was locked out of all my bank accounts. Um, I had no money. I was nothing. Didn't even $20 to my name three years ago. So uh, we had a house together, but what I also had to do, I had to live in that house uh, with with my ex-husband under the same roof um, and just basically uh, request for money and then I wouldn't get it. So I then had to go to uh, uh, the government actually three years ago to to get money because I had nothing and I had no car either. So for me, I was just like, wow, I'm back to where I was. If I look at imagery-wise, when I was younger and I'm like, no, it stops now. (laughs) So I I literally um, got myself out of that in in 12 months and I literally just thought, you know what, I'm here to do things and I'm here to do this better and bigger and just started back in clinical therapy because I'd been out of it for a while because I had two children. So I went back into practice and I knew that that wasn't going to be my long-term thing. Uh, And then I found the online space because I knew, I just knew, that, that was going to be my key to getting back on the track of you know earning what what I needed to create what I wanted because I have such a big vision that I want to help people but I can't do that without money
0: of course
1: so you went through yeah. two massive
0: points of adversity in your life wow so you wow I, so you you had like a huge amount of kind of digging to do and and get yourself back up again get your mindset
1: yeah, I, I remember um, when I decided that you know I was I was I was going to leave um, the marriage. I you know, we spoke about, it and I remember just sitting on the couch one day, and I could feel myself going, <clears throat> you know, down into that kind of deep depressive state again. And and a little voice inside my head said, "Get back into the gym, get back into the gym." And I did. I rang I rang a guy and said I I have no money because I knew him, and I said I just need to come in and use your gym, and he's like, "Yep, that's fine." Then I've got some money behind me, and then I started paying him per month. And so, but literally within it was about ten days, Lance, where I was just like, "Okay, right, my brain is clear, I've got a plan." Emotionally, though, for the next twelve months, it was massive. Um, I and I, and also too, one thing that that has been kind of prominent in my younger life was, you know, not kind of wanting to be here. I'd had kind of been down that path a few times, Um, you know, if I just exiting because it was just easier. Um, But, you know, for me, and that kind of came up again when I was going through that divorce. Um, I'm like, you know, my my kids might be better off. So, but I I then realised what was happening. Had I not done all of that training, thank goodness, I wouldn't have had, I would have, I would not have been able to get through that because I knew what was going on. I knew what my mind was trying to do. Um, so fast forward three years, I'm, you know, way, way, way ahead of where I, I expected to be. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful though. I really want people to understand that when you go through things like that, yes, it's really tough and it's really bad and you probably can't see one hour ahead of you, but you've just got to know that you're here, you're not here by accident and these things have, have been given to you and like i you know all of these things that have been presented in my life have made me now who i am and, and allow me to help other people through the same things
0: yeah like tony robbins says life doesn't happen to you it happens for you right
1: 100 percent. 100 percent.
0: for anybody listening that's thinking about the entrepreneurial world how like when you started how long did it take you to start to see some like to, to like you were I mean, so three years ago, you're, you're, you know, broke and they're going through all this hard stuff. And then you've made the transition. And then once you started to get on track, like, I mean, how long did it take before you started to have success just for people thinking, oh, it's going to take 20 years, it's going to take 10 years.
1: Yeah. So just to also let let everyone know, I had no online experience whatsoever. Like when someone would talk to me about a Facebook ad, I'd be like, oh, brain melt. Don't talk to me about it. Do it for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But I had no money for people to do it for me. So I had to actually sit down and really go, okay, Natalie, if I want to do this, I need to do it myself. So I went, just went, and, and actually it was just something that um, I had already seen through through someone else that I knew. And I'm like, you know, I know you're online. Can you just point me in the right direction? And they're like, yep, just watch this. It'll explain everything. And I watched a little video and I'm just like, hmm, Wow. That makes sense. So I went and did the training, the online training. Given that I was, you know, not an online guru, uh, all made sense to me, step by step structure. Um, but for me, it was the long term element of it. So you know, the long term cash asset part of that online business was what really triggered me to go, "Wow, this is amazing." So for me, I literally, yes, I, I was scared. I had all of those things going. You know, can I do it? Can I not? But eventually, what I decided is I just went, "Okay, well." just jump. I just literally jumped in with both feet. Um, I didn't even have the money at the time. I had to borrow the money to actually get myself online because I didn't have it. But I thought, you know what? If I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And that's the other thing. Something's always going to get in the way, but I'm just like, I I can't wait. I just, I have to do it now. Um, So from a time point, it was about four months. So, you know, for me to hit a five, five figure month, um, that was four months. And I did a very big happy dance, tell you. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, but but the element of that, Lance, is, you know, all the, all the marketers that I work with are, now the, are around the world. So I've got over 30 people now that I work with online and teach and train how to actually make money online and build their own brand online. And, you know, even one of my girls, you know, she was six months in and she made her first $10,000. And that, that just even now I just get goosebumps. I'm just like, wow, like, she was a HR person yeah. <laughs> and that's what, that's what drives me. That that's what just lights my life up. When someone says you have no idea what this is going to do for me. I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: that's amazing. And anyone listening like that's, it's, it's so possible to come from, you know, being down in the dumps, you know, twice to be able to go on to be successful. It's just super, super inspiring. And, the more I hear stories like that, it just, that gives me so much joy as well as hearing people that have been able to, instead of taking the choice of going down the road and uh, of, of letting themselves self-destruct and using that as fuel to go on to fuel their dreams and, and their passions. It's, it's, it's amazing. Now, what are some, let's, let's, let's dive into like a book.
1: I yeah. Know, oh yeah, uh, this, I've got a book it, coming. <laughs>
0: Some kind of stuff that somebody going through a tough time, now in hindsight, you look back and be like, oh man, I could have really used this book back then. You know, what have you used? What has been a game changer for you as far as books or as far as podcasts? Like, you know, share your your secrets here. Let's, Let's hear it.
1: Look, the biggest catalyst when I first started going through this entrepreneurial journey was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Um, that was really my first book. And I'm getting book. spots now thinking about that. <laughs> I must admit, though, I had to keep rereading each page oh. like a couple of times. So I'm like, what? Yeah, the same. What's going on? Oh, it was the Am same Am I in way. an alternate reality right now? And I'm like, this is just <laughs> not happening. So true. <laughs> so, um, but, but that, that was the start. And um, th- the biggest thing that I listen to every day and I have for the last three years is happy pocket full of money. It's quantum physics. And I am a bit of a geeky nerd underneath as well around quantum physics. So it's such a powerful, powerful audio. Um, love the book, but the audio is just, it, it, I like to hear and soak things in. Um, so, you know, even just yesterday sitting at my, you know, computer working away and I have that going in the background and it just seeps in and it, 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 that is a game changer literal
0: game changer yeah happy pocket full of money anybody that doesn't know about this like you don't understand even what this is until you uh, listen to it i'm the same i listen to it i've had it on spotify listening to it over and over and at first can you give i mean i could explain it but i'd rather you explain it can you give people like what is quantum physics like this isn't a science experiment like what does that have to do like what is quantum physics and how does that have to do with anything with
1: mindset and and business and all that how does that tie in so we so so basically the 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 kind of nutshell version is you know us humans we're all energy everything is energy and you know if you think that you know you're 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 big in the world you're, you're not um it really kind of allows you to understand you're just a very very you're a speck of energy in this space however you're a very 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 powerful speck of energy and whatever you actually think Produces. So it, it allows you to understand the power of your conscious and unconscious thoughts and what's real and what's not real. Time is not real. We, we, we're we given time as humans just so that we can, you know, we've got a clock, we know where we've got to show up. But in the bigger picture, it's actually literally allowing you to understand whatever you can actually desire and create. Be careful of the way you think, be careful of the way that you speak, because whatever shows up for you is a direct reflection of what's going on in your life. If you don't like it, Shift it. And the energy part of that is it. I think it's just the fact that the best way to describe is if you walk into a room and no one speaks, but you can feel people in that room that are angry or happy, they don't say anything. Yeah, That's quantum physics in a nutshell. It's just like energy. So the desire and the energy that you create right now shows up for you right now.
0: Wow. Yeah. I love the way you explain that because you know, not everybody's going to have like, this is going to be audio. So the way you explain that was very good because sometimes even myself trying to explain quantum physics is, is difficult because I know we're energy, but just the way you painted that was a very good picture. What about like, Aside from that, what is, what is a book that you have that you, you're, you're looking at right now, or maybe even fundamentals that you practice that you feel that is a game changer in your life. Like that's helped .com? you overcome. Huh?
1: Brenda, um, uh, gosh, I've just lost his name. So it's Brenda Bouchard's uh, book yeah. that, um, I've just, I was recently gifted. So that was, that was beautiful. Um, and, um, oh gosh, I've just lost the gentleman's name, Do, the dot com guy. um, it's called thebook.com. So it's basically about the online space, um, about you know really understanding the the philosophy of the on, online space and how to market yourself, branding, all of that kind of thing. Because at the end of the day, um, whether you work for someone or you're working for yourself. They're, they're not buying the product, they're, they're, they're buying you. So, you know, that, that's the transaction of value and energy, um, you know. So it's it's not, once again, if we go back to quantum physics, the people that I have in my organisation and my business, they're all the direct reflection of my vibration. So, you know, for example, you know, if, if, you, if you turn up to a business meeting and you're not, not operating very well, well, that's not going to go too well. <laughs> you know, so you've got to own your vibration of how you operate every day. So you have a choice every day when you open your eyes, to be grateful. And this is the other thing. Gratefulness and what you already have, why you're creating what you want is huge. Yeah. What
0: do you use to get into that state? Like, uh, what do you do to get into that state of high vibration? Like, what's I your- meditate. meditate.
1: I meditate. Um, and honestly, just I meditate with my eyes open. So one of the things is, is when I have happy pocket full of money playing in the background, I'm literally in a meditative state but I'm working So, because okay. c- I have the understanding of how the unconscious records things and what it's doing. So also be really mindful for anyone that's listening, you know, like ha- ha- be, be really careful who you surround yourself with and what you listen to. I don't watch TV at all. Not useful. Uh, music for me is is another thing. So basically if I kind of look at my daily method of operation, you know, I get up. I journal, I'm grateful. I, I meditate before I go to bed. I eat well, I drink well. Um, You know, I train, I don't absorb myself within any energy that's not conducive for me to move forward in a high way.
0: So you mentioned gratitude. How does that, how does that work? How does that for anybody that's never done it before? How does that being grateful and, and like, what is your practice? Are you just grateful for something or?
1: Just grateful for everything. So, for example, like, you know, in, in any business, I guess, and as an owner of a business or being an entrepreneur, you know, we always look forward about what we want, want to create. But also, too, it's just about, okay, well, we can't always hold ourselves out here about and, and be really careful about the language of saying, I don't have it yet, I don't have it yet, because you actually do already have it. But you've got to sit back in where you are right now put the foundations down, but just be grateful for the fact that you're breathing to start with. You can get up and open your eyes. That's one big thing. Like, and I know, trust me, I understand when, when things are heavy and you don't want to open your eyes and you don't want to get out of bed, I get it, but the more that you understand that it's just, it's just like a cloud, a cloud's going to come over, it's eventually going to dissipate, the emotion and the feeling will go, and then you can just retrain yourself slowly. Just put one foot in front of the other. But just be, and I have two children. So the other thing for me, you know, I'm I'm just grateful for the fact that I can get to do what I'm doing right now for them. So then I'm creating um, a legacy for them. But also too, I have a daughter, so I want her to see that, you know, I'm I'm stepping out and doing something. So she's watching me very, very carefully, (laughs) Uh, as is my son. So, um, but teaching, I teach myself to be grateful so that then that teaches them to be grateful for what they have.
0: Yeah, they're like sponges, you know, and the more they see that and they learn that you've been able to bounce back and that quitting is just not an option, then that's yeah. that's what they adopt. You know, you can tell them all the things you want, but it's what you it's what you show them, it's what you practice, right? And that's Absolutely. Super, that's super powerful and Yeah, so I mean I'm sure you get asked this but you know what's your what's your what's your long game here what's your plan like what do you where do you want to see where do you see yourself down the road do you have some big Big goals, do you have some I don't know, some trips? Do you have what what do you have? What's going on?
1: Yeah, well I've kind of been traveling really often for the last six months. So I've been to well nearly the year now. Geez, it's not the end of the year, yes. Yeah. Um so you know, the Caribbean and Canada and Vegas and you know, I went to Phoenix this year as well. And had I not done this business it wouldn't have been able to able me to do that. Um, you know, I want to take the kids to Disneyland next year. So I just um and this is the other thing, I want people to be really mindful of what I just said before when people say money doesn't by happiness i tell you what you know taking your kids somewhere and, and 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 even if it's just a simple thing that you can actually just see the happiness on their face by just doing something that's creating experience it does it creates an experience of happiness so just be really mindful of thinking well you know if i had some extra money in my life what could i do with it not apart from your own from from yourself but for, for the rest of the world. Um I I'm definitely looking at a book. Um I have a book in me or two.
0: Um, you. you definitely yeah. have books in you. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. You could you could um, probably write a book on every single uh topic
1: that we talked to today. Talk to yeah. About today. <laughs> well yeah it's probably you know the girl that grew up in a caravan that's probably my my, my title. Um oh, that's yeah I love that by the way. Yeah. That's yeah. super powerful uh, to share. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, look, just really my, my focus of, you know, working with my, my online marketers and just helping them build their business and and just really, you know, allowing people to see outside the box um, and, and for them to step into themselves and their own identity. So a lot of the work that I do is not so much online. It's about them recreating their identity from who they thought that they were um, and, and, and really stepping into the power that they were born with because we're all born, you know, with so much power. we get programmed so we've got to kind of unprogram all that stuff um to get back to our to our true power um yeah travel the world look you know I'm I'm kind of between here and Toronto a lot um you know I have long-term plans of investments and property investments and things like that but yeah I have a 30-year plan (laughs) so yeah um but that's just really about, you know, getting out and talking to people as well as so the speaking events and, you know, sharing my story, which is something that I, I hid for many years, just in fear of judgment. Um, but I wouldn't be where I am today had I not done that. Absolutely.
0: And before I go to the last question, I want to just go back to what you just said about the 30-year plan. How important is it for people to set a long-term plan? You know, because... Again, I think I'm, this is what Tony Robbins said. I love the guy. Obviously, you can tell. Yeah, um, you, people underestimate or they overestimate what they can do. I think it's in a year, but underestimate what they can do in ten years or something. I'm not sure yeah. if he said that. But like, let's talk about that before because goal setting is huge, and everybody that's it's successful talks about it. What are your thoughts about goal setting? What are the ways? Like, do you do ninety day? Do you thirty day? Long term? And how does somebody go and set that up? Like.
1: Yeah, so I'm not a fan of the rush things, like 90 days, 120 days, because what happens is you get to the end of it and you've exhausted so much energy, then it takes you another couple of months to get back into the rhythm because you're like, oh, my gosh, I've just got no energy left. So I, I kind of bring that in to be a very clear daily method of operation of where you're going every day and, and, and use your energy wisely and evenly. So, you know, you could use your energy at full pelt, but you're not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, so um, 30 years is literally, and, and this is the thing as I was touching on before, like most people will organise or think about an event and they're organising it all or a holiday or to lose weight for a wedding and that disappears. But what what about the rest? So every single thing that you ever desired in your life, and this is the thing, I talk to people so often and I'm, I'm like, just close your eyes for me and tell me what, what, what your life, what you want your life to look like. And everyone can do it very easily. So it's like if I just close my eyes and I'll create exactly what I want, that's my dream, but I'm like right now open your eyes and write it down because you should be able to do that with your eyes open. You don't need to close your eyes to create your dream. Open them and see it and act on it. Now, Allow everything else in your life to bring it to you. You can't be the you can't allow, for example, like I said, the universe to to just pop it in your lap. It's not gonna happen. You must, must, must commit to yourself to be able to create to do that. Then everything else will shift for you. And happy pocket full of money goes through that very, very succinctly. So I always say to people, think about you know, don't date it, but just start writing down. I have a journal that I write down every single thing that I, that I, um, that I, that I want in, in to create into my life. And, and all of that is underlying of, of helping people become who they're meant to be and create what they want in their life.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: A yeah. Lot
0: of images, images of your mind expressed.
1: Absolutely. And I've literally, yes, it is. And um, (laughs) life
0: life is images of your mind expressed. Everybody (laughs) think about that. Correct. And I've
1: literally just put up a post on Instagram, actually, Lance, and I'll I'll just read it through you. So you'll actually, exactly what we're talking about. It's quite, quite prominent. So life is your mind expressed. There is nothing more important to true growth than realizing that you are not the voice of your mind. You are the one who hears it. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is the power to choose our response. In our response lies your growth and your freedom. So mind your mind.
0: Yeah, amazing. We have control of our minds and a lot of people think it's just a chance, but it's actually, I'm learning it too. Like I'm experiencing it. <laughs> the things get better in my life when, I've, when I'm smarter about how I think and how I, what I yeah. talk about and the conversations I have. It's so, so true. And it almost just gives me goosebumps because it's like, whoa, you can actually control what's going to happen in a sense. And,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. In a sense. And, and one of the biggest things, I guess, coming from from a space of not being happy and not even even know how to laugh or try to hold it in, it was actually quite awkward when I was younger. It was quite weird. Um, but a lot of people are programmed that way, not to be happy. It's just yeah. like it's, it's – I actually always say to people, if someone says to you, why are you so happy – please turn around and walk the other
0: way. It's because it's because (laughs) of what I said earlier. We're programmed to think that you can only that suffering Mm. is the only way that you should, Oh, if you've suffered, then you can be happy. Like you have to earn the right to be happy. And it's actually not like life things. This is why I love like Abraham Hicks, you know, Yeah. like life doesn't have to like to enjoy life and to be successful. You it's flow. It's high vibration. You're all vibrations. You connect to the higher vibration. If you're at a low vibration, you connect low vibration. So if you can connect in that way where you're connecting to those higher vibrational things, everything is ease. Everything is graceful. Of course, ah. the level of, of work that you have to do. But like I've said this before, the level of work that you put in creates confidence. The confidence creates certainty. The certainty yes. puts you at a level of, of high vibration. Absolutely. And, and 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 to say to somebody that why are you happy you have to work hard and be un, you have to do this and then you're you get so programmed to think the negativity is okay and then when you're happy it's a, it's weird
1: it's it's, it's bizarre it well, it's the same totally thing messed up <laughs> It is messed up, and it's just like run the other way, run for us, run. Um, it, it's like when someone says I have a money block. I'm like, you actually don't have a money block. You just heard that. And you just popped it in your head for some reason. I always say to people, you want to, you want to get rid of your money block, go and help someone. That, that's how you get rid of it.
0: <laughs> I love that. You're you're dropping some heat today. I love it. I love it. So yeah,
1: go think outside yourself.
0: Ah, uh, for sure. What? Okay. So, uh, University of adversity. So, if you could tip give one tip for people that are, you know, let's listen. We're in a trailer or whatever they may be Mm -hmm. going through struggle, abusive relationships, whatever they're going through. What is one thing that you could use that they could use to overcome adversity and go on to, to achieve things in their lives?
1: I, I really believe anyone that's going through where they are right now, they're always going to be that inner part of you, that, 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 that soul part of you. That you must must listen to. Don't ignore it because the people will know what I'm talking about. Because it's there, it's there for a reason. And your human experience that you're experiencing at the time, yes, that's just what's happening in this moment. But you need to go inward because the answer is there. The answer is not, you don't have, you don't need anything external. you to find that you already are born with it but we just it just gets layered with stuff so um my best way for people now if if they know that something's not quite right and they know that they're worth more start listening to things if you can you know borrow a book go to a library that doesn't cost you anything you know if you don't have any cash to spend on books um you know get a podcast if you can on how, any way and means you can just to start feeding your energy and your mind in a different space because if you sit where you are that will just keep continuing you must take little expert like little um, excerpts externally and feed your mind and your soul and your energy that will start the momentum for you um, and and be mindful of who you're around if you know you're not meant to be around certain people, trust yourself immensely because I tell you what, when you're 75 on your deathbed, you don't want to say, I wish I should have.
0: Absolutely. People are going to have to get their, uh, their pens out for this, this episode because there's, there's, I hope so, so. <laughs> there's so many, uh, so many uh, golden nuggets here. And I, um, yeah, we're, th- this has been great. I've just been, I love hearing this and your story is amazing. So thank you. Where can all these uh, amazing humans find you? Where can we get? Where, like, you know, you don't have ten books out yet, but where can they
1: find you before? (laughs) So you can find me on Instagram um so it's natalie e west that's that's my official um or obviously facebook um i'm actually just redoing um my site right now so i'm actually adding some fitness elements and stuff to my business so which is pretty exciting so anyone out there in the fitness world watch out um uh yeah so that that's kind of where where you'll find me and i aim on instagram most of the time so social media
0: perfect we'll have all that in the show notes anyway so yeah um, I was gonna I was gonna bring up the E in in, in there. Ah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so being a very uh, spiritual uh, person and and I trust my guidance. Um, you know that that E is actually was uh, numerological numerog- uh, numerologically can't say that word uh, done for me. Which interestingly enough, though, Lance, that's actually my middle name. So I was actually already mm-hmm. born with my my number in my middle name. So for anyone that actually um, knows about numerology and it's a footprint of, you know, who we are and it's, it's very fascinating. So, yeah. So, and I must admit, you know, for times I used to turn all of that off. um, But now the more that I've allowed that and stepped into that, you know, great, 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 great things happen. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. We're going to be, we're going to be having him on and he's going to just light some fire with that. So I'm excited. Bobby. But, uh, Bobby yeah, we're excited. Bobby. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much. Um, you know, I, I really, you know, people, I love for people to be able to find you and to be able to, you know, work with you and, and, and you have so much value to give. So it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show and we'll have all the information there in the show notes. So thank you so much. I really appreciate having you, Natalie.
1: Thanks, Lance. Super grateful. Thank you, mate. Really enjoyed
0: it. Have a good
1: day. Thank you,
0: you too. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.